People, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of the Arsenio Buck Show, man. It is good to be back and back to be had and back to be good. Guys, I'll bring it to you another episode, of course, of the Darren Hardy book because, man, the spikes and, of course, my episodes have increased dramatically, both, of course, on my website and, of course, on my podcast. And, guys, I'm just going to keep this running. You know, I might have to do the next couple of podcasts on this and it just hit the ground running, of course, with Napoleon Hill probably on Monday because I am on a roll with this book. And without further ado, I want to welcome you guys to the University of Hard Knocks. I'm not going to graduate you just yet, but you know what? I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. Well, one long story that culminated during the, of course, summer months of 2008 that ultimately led to the complete debacle of one of my best friend's and our friendship, and so many other things, and you know what, times hit, it got ugly, the 2008 financial crisis, if you weren't prepared for it, you know what, I didn't really give a damn about it, I said, well, you know what, that has nothing to do with me, so I'm just going to keep on doing what I am doing, but you know what, I moved into an apartment with one of my best friends, okay, this is uh, May of 2008, And when we moved in there, everything was wonderful. My best friend was always there. A lot of things were happening, of course, throughout that time. And next thing you know, of course, I had one of my best friends, well, a friend out there in Japan by the name of Satomi who was going to visit in August. Had a girlfriend at that time who ended up breaking up with me that July. And why am I telling you this? Because, well, you know what? Things got ugly. Things got heated. Things fell apart. Push came to shove. My best friend, he ended up uh, playing that beer pong, I guess what they said, you know, you know, basically drinking literally every night with another unbelievable loser. And I call him a loser with, you know, with dignity and with respect, uh, a childhood friend who was actually very, very book smart. And then he took a bunch of wrong turns and ended up, hey, you know, not graduated from high school or anything. And you know what? He would play beer pong every night, every night, every night, and push came to shove, man. Next thing you know, there were two escorts over there one evening. Apparently, this is what I heard. This is a man that actually came back from the Navy, my best friend. I love him dearly, and he's unbelievably successful today. But this, you know what? The hard knocks came. And you know what? He, he of course, admitted it, and he took 100% responsibility for it. And you know what? That night culminated into him losing a wallet, so many other things. His car got repossessed because he couldn't make a payment on it because he lost everything. And everything just went up in flames. He did not pay for rent anymore. I asked him continuously, hey, I need the rent money. I need your half of the rent money. He said, nope. Although he stayed there, he didn't clean up anything. It was a really, really tumultuous three months. I mean, the first month was really strong. Uh, May going into June. The next, you know, July happened. He was rarely around. Again, he started playing that all those games, and then August came, September. Next thing you know, we both got evicted. I mean, my credit got slammed. A lot of things happened, and you know what? I mean, I'm 100% responsible. I'm going to take all of that blame in terms of, hey, it was choice after choice after choice that I made that I felt that I made in, you know, of course, going forward in the right direction. He made his choices. And whatever his choices were, they were all bad, okay? I'm not finger-pointing, but hey, he made those choices. We lost the apartment. Things happened. But there was one time, there was one instance by the name of, of course, there was a man by the name of uh, Dennis and Anna who helped me so dearly, wife and husband. And it's funny because when we went in to pick up all the furniture and whatnot, 
uh, to take out because, of course, we were getting evicted and whatnot. It was so funny because next thing you know, I remember him turning around in his truck and he was like, you know what? If you didn't bring that Japanese girl along, I think everything would have been all right. And I said, that is the lousiest, most ridiculous excuse I've ever heard in my life. Andre lost his head way before that. I was living in this apartment until he suddenly vanished. So don't give me that. And so, of course, it just got even, it got crazier. I mean, I had to move in with my uncle for, oh my God, a few days and that. No, I, it was actually one day. The next thing you know, he started asking me for money to pay the power. He was using me as leverage. And he's always been known to that. Again, now you guys know the story behind my family and why I don't speak with them because they're that type of family. Huh. But you know what? In saying all that, Darren Hardy's done the same thing. He lost over 330000 uh, basically, U.S. dollars because of a guy he mismanaged uh, and squandered all the cash away from him. He didn't try to sue him or anything, but you know what? He just said, hey, I'm going to take 100% responsibility for this. I saw the red flags. I saw the warning signs, but you know what? I just chose to ignore all of them. Why? Because, well, I just thought he was doing the right thing. I—, I was I thought he was part of the business, but he wasn't. He was part of a lot of wrongdoings. And you know what? It takes a while because Lisa Nichols also had the same thing happen to her. She said she had a guy come into her company and she lost like a lot of dirty money, she said, up to a million dollars. But that feeling of betrayal, it was so great. And she got a lesson from her son saying, you know what, mom? Let's sit down here and let's pray for you and him. And his mother started crying, Lisa Nichols, of course. And they prayed. And after that, Lisa Nichols got over it. I challenge you and I and everyone else on this planet who's probably going to listen to this podcast in the next 1 to 20 years to do the same. No matter what happened to you guys, take complete responsibility for all of it that has happened, both good and bad. Victory or defeat. Own it. Take that loss. Take that L like a champ. Like like the great mentor Jim Rohn said. He said, quote, The day you graduate from childhood to adulthood is the day you take full responsibility of your life. And you know what? I lived in my own apartment. Hell, I lived in dormitories. I've done everything. I've done the all. And I took full responsibility for all my actions. Of course, living in the dormitories out there in Arizona, I remember uh, one of my mom's friends sent me a lot of furniture from his furniture store. And I told him, uh, and I lost that furniture because I moved from one dorm to another. A lot of things happened. I lost a table, some carpet, and a couple other things, and he never forgave me for that. But you know what? I take full responsibility for it. Maybe I never went up to him and said, hey, I really do apologize for that happening, but it is what it is, right? And you know what? With all that being said, today is graduation day. From this day forward, I'm choosing to be 100% responsible for my life, and you should too. Eliminate all those damn excuses. If it was this, it was that, finger pointed, this happened, that happened. I'm grateful for it all. I'm grateful for my mother's friend just completely shunning me. I'm grateful for my family for completely shunning me. I'm grateful for my best friend going through those mishaps he did. And I'm grateful for everything I've lost in my life. Embrace the fact that you're freed by all your choices, okay? As long as you assume personal responsibility for them. It's time to, it's literally time to make the choice to take control of your life. And you know what? I'm going to give you a secret weapon. This secret weapon is called keeping a scorecard. Okay. So I want you to do this. Listen to me real closely. Okay. Listen, you know what crazy, you know what's crazy. I'm going to get way off track right here. I'm looking at my condo right now. They literally built these two homes 
They, they're so beautiful. And they literally built them today because they weren't there this morning. I don't even know what they are, but I'm just looking at them and they look just so wonderful. It's funny because on the other side of the homes is literally slummy buildings that have been up for I don't know how many years and haven't been painted over in 40 years. But these two buildings are so gorgeous and you know what? I'm so grateful for them. Sorry, I just got thrown off. So anyways, let's get back to this. <laughs> I love my community. Pick an area of your life right now where you most want to be successful. That's it. Do you want more money in the bank? Do you want to trim down that waistline and lose some weight? How about, uh, do you want the strength or anything to compete in a Spartan, Tough Mudder, Iron Man, Toughest Warrior, whatever you want, it, World's Toughest Mudder, and a Gogi, whatever it may be? How about a better relationship with your spouse or kids? Picture where you are in that area right now. I want you to picture it. Picture it. Picture it. Now picture where you want to be. Richer. Thinner. Happier. You name it. The first step toward change is awareness. If you want to get from where you are right now to where you want to be, you have to start by becoming aware of the choices that lead you to those desired destinations and where you have been right or where you have traveled up to this point become very conscious of every choice you got you guys make literally today just today so you can begin to make smarter choices moving forward to help you become aware of your choices i want you to track every action that relates to the area of your life you want to improve if you if you have decided to get out of debt you're going to track every penny you pull from your pocket. If you decided you want to lose weight, you're going to track everything you put into your mouth and every pound and every ounce and everything you lose. If you decided to train for an athletic event, you're going to track every step you take, every workout you do right now. Simply carry around a small book, guys. That's all I'm asking for. Something you'll be able to put in your pocket and just take out at all times. A writing instrument. What a, you, 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 a goddamn pen, a pencil, a highlighter if you ain't got anything. You're going to write it all down every day without fail. No excuses, no exceptions. I'm done. Okay? As if the, the man above or wherever is watching you. And you know what? If you don't write him down, of course, Darren Hardy's dad would say, hey, you know what? Give me 100 push-ups. Hey, have an accountability partner like I've told you about so many times. Listen, guys, this doesn't sound like much. I know, writing things down on a little piece of paper, right? But tracking progress and missteps is one of the ultimate successes and accumulating the success a lot of people accumulate over time. It's kind of like you saying, hey, you know what? I took about three wrong steps in this direction, but I pulled back, I looked to the left, and I'm going in this direction. You could take a step back, reevaluate, reaffirm, and continue going forward. See, Jim Rome said, of course, what's simple to do is also simple not to do. The magic is not in the complexity of the task. The magic is in doing the simple things repeatedly long enough to ignite that miracle of the compound effect. Be aware of neglecting the simple things that make the big things in your life possible. Listen. The biggest difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is that successful people are willing to do what unsuccessful people are not going to do. Remember that. It will not come in handy many times throughout your life, okay? 
when faced with difficult, tedious, or a tough choice or any of that, right? Because if you finally figure it out, you're going to realize that this law with you, that's with all of us, is at work. And it's at work for you. You know, all I'm going to need you to do is just buy that book and then buy that pencil today. That's all I want you to do. You know what? There was a mentor um, that Darren Hardy was talking about in his book. It was called The Money Trap. And he said uh, – he went to one of his accounts. He said, you know what? You owe about 100000 in taxes. He said, what? He said, uh, yeah. He said, well, I don't have that kind of cash laying around. The accountant said, why not? He said, well, um, you know, uh, I did a lot of things with it. And you know what? That accountant did him a great favor that very day because he said, son – You've got to get a grip. I've seen this a hundred times before with other people. You're spending money like a drunken fool and you don't even know how to account for it. That's stupid. Stop it. You are now seriously in a hole. You have to earn more money that, of course, you'll owe additional taxes along the way and you'll just have to pay back those taxes. Continue this and you'll dig your financial grave with your own wallet. And Darren Hardy, hey, you know what? He got he got that message immediately. Carried a small notepad around in his back pocket, and he wrote down all the things and every single he spent for the next 30 days. Whether it was $1,000 on a new suit or, you know, or, or whatever to fill up his tires or to buy gas or to buy food or to buy anything. Wrote it all down. And you know what? It brought him an instantaneous awareness and became more, more conscious of his choices. And he saw basically how all that money was just literally pouring right out of his pocket. You guys are going to have to really figure this out. How, how do you think so many casinos in Vegas make so much money? Have you ever been derailed by any of that? Have you ever seen that? I mean, look at the, the Olympic trainers. I mean, look at the people who are Olympians right now. They track literally everything, every carb, every micronutrient, that every, every little thing. If you look at, man, I love watching Michael Johnson because he is an absolute freak of nature. And this man ran one of the fastest 200-meter times of all time. If you look at his body when he's there, it doesn't look like he ingested a cent of a carb. It was all protein. He had to track every little thing of it because you know what? If there was one day that he just went off and ate about two, three slices of cake, there's no way he would have clocked a 19.32 in the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. People. All I'm making you – right now, this podcast is for you to become more aware. It's a simple exercise. It works because it's going to bring that moment-to-moment awareness, okay, to the actions that take you into your life. And, of course, you're going to gradually improve. You'll be surprised especially at what you will observe about your behavior. You know, there are some times – I'm going to be honest with you. There's some times where I want to go off and do this. I want to go off and do that and – uh, today I was actually contemplating buying an Apple Watch because it would have brought a lot more uh, fluidity with my life, like in terms of an Alexa device and all that stuff, if you guys listen to that podcast. But you really need to evaluate. See, I'm not blowing any money anywhere, and that's the best part about it. If you actually look at what I'm spending it on, it's predicated solely based on food. And you know what I say? Okay, listen, one time a week, I'll have pizza. One time a week, I'll have a burger. That's it. The rest, it's going to be some rice. It's going to be a lot of vegetables. And, of course, that stir-fry basil, which could be either chicken, steak, or pork. 
see, I really track these things, especially on days that I'm very, very busy. Because if I do not eat right on days that I'm not bi- uh, that on days that I'm busy, I fall apart around one to three p.m. But you know what? Yesterday I did not fall apart miraculously, and I didn't even get a full night's sleep. Why? Because I ate the correct things. Start tracking. Now, you guys got the exercise at the beginning. I just told you about ten minutes ago. Start writing stuff down. I'm talking about even if you feel that money is flowing out of your pockets, it's time to start tracking it all. And with that being said, people, of course, you're going to have to stay tuned for the next podcast because I'm going to be talking about, you know, going a little slow, easy. Uh, you know, and of course, going into the entire process in terms of tracking. If you guys don't really know how to track, I'll go more in depth with that. And I'll give you guys some figures and stuff like that. I'll show you even on a blog. So stay tuned for that. Do you understand? So we're going to be talking about money a lot in this next podcast. And until then, man, guys, I'm so grateful for all of you. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. Thank you for tuning back in to another pre-recorded podcast, of course, of the Arsenio Buck Show. This is your host, as always, over and out.